0: My name is Lisa, mom of 6 and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home, from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. Right, welcome back to the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. Now, I didn't plan on doing a maternity leave with the podcast, but like I've said, with the blog and the YouTube channel. I'm constantly thinking of new content for those, two new posts, two new videos every week. And so the first thing to go whenever I'm feeling a little bit too busy is always the podcast, Instagram posting, all of that. So that's what I did. I am going to break into my postpartum leave or break out of it with a Q and A on Instagram. So I have my husband's phone here. So I haven't even looked at these questions yet at all because this is my first time getting on here to see them. And so, we'll see what you guys have for me. It's really easy for me to do a podcast episode like this because it doesn't require a whole lot of pre-planning and so that is why this is the first one I'm doing post uh, Theo being born, other than obviously the birth story. Okay, so the first couple that I'm seeing are about organizing and um, how do you, okay, so here are the two questions. How do you cope with meeting all of your children's needs? Sorry about the, um, baby noises you remember this when I first started my podcast Daniel was in my rap all the time and so you heard these kind of noises and so now here we are again with Theo and how do you organize all everything or organize all that stuff with your family so one thing to remember with large families is the kids come one at a time I mean for the most part some people have twins in my family they've came one at a time but you're so loud actually gonna see if he might let me lay him down probably won't. I'm probably going to regret this decision, but let's try it. Okay, mission accomplished for the time being anyways. Natural spacing. Now this can vary. I know some people definitely have kids closer together, so I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, so don't send me emails saying that, you know, it was different for you because I'm well aware of that. It was different for my sister too, but largely with nursing, babies are usually about two years apart. So by the time you can even have the seventh child, the oldest is around 12 or 13, my daughter will be 13 next month. And so with that, these systems evolve over time, you're not suddenly, you know, there's seven kids. And what do I do with all of this over time, systems develop, the children become more helpful as they get older. And it just I don't know, it's it's not something that feels overwhelming because it is something that we eased into. We have our way that we do laundry and we keep up with all of the dishes. Now with that being said, I have become more and more and more minimal over time. Now my home doesn't look super minimal the way it's decorated. I don't have that minimalist aesthetic where there's like a couch and a bare room. But with our stuff, I'm super minimal. I actually just got through shooting my postpartum wardrobe slash uniform video for my YouTube channel. I have clothes all over the bed because that 's what I did, and I shared in there that all of my clothes, at least for the winter, fit in one half of a armoire of an armoire. I have one bin under my bed with summer things that I just swapped out, but that's it i don 't have any bins down in the basement. I only keep things that I want to wear i 'm very intentional about keeping things that are you can access easily. That you love and not having all of this clutter i do that with the kids each year i swap out their clothes i shared a video on youtube about that where i just throw away everything that has holes i have one giant bin in the basement of boys clothes i just throw it all in there seasonally and then i have like five outfits per kid at the most we do laundry every day there's not laundry piled up if i see an object laying around the house more than five times I throw it out, or give it to Goodwill, or give it to a friend, whatever, it goes. And I'm very into that. The boys' rooms, they're the hardest to keep clean because they're just very creative and they're always building something and making something. And I'm constantly, I just did a big mom clean the other day. I'm going in there, and anything that seems like there's parts missing, or it served its purpose, if it was a piece of felt and the child made something with it, or whatever it goes and so we just keeping little things like few items is very important for a large family and that's how we're able to stay organized now with that being said we're not super organized I still have times where I'm like actually almost all the time I can't find my hairbrush because everybody in my family is pretty unorganized but we manage by keeping fewer things we're able to keep it all together. We keep all of our shoes and socks in one organization area by the back door. They don't go up to rooms, so shoes, socks, coats, they're all right there. And so we've developed our little systems. Everyone knows how to help, how to do their chores. And so I don't, it's not super hard. It's definitely a team effort. And then how I'm meeting all of their needs. My short answer to that is that we homeschool. And so we are all here all the time My husband's here because this is our full-time business doing my blog and YouTube channel and podcast and my kids are all here because we homeschool and so we're all together all the time so it's very easy to see you know what's going on in everyone's lives. There's no part that I don't at least in some respects witness. There's not a time whenever they're just off and away, and I don't know what's going on. Okay somebody said I would love to hear you and Luke talk about how you are similar versus in which ways you are different. Now, um, we did do, I believe, one or two, we did two podcast episodes together. It's hard to get him on the podcast because usually whenever I'm recording, he's watching other children so that way I have a quiet house and so it's really hard to get the two of us together plus he's not used to being on camera and if you've ever tried just talking to a camera it takes a long time to get used to it and to not feel super awkward about it and so he's still in that awkward phase of that and I mean unless he records like a hundred videos that's how he's going to feel. I still feel awkward most of the time when I'm sitting down talking for 30 minutes to a camera in a room with nobody else in it. Um, but ways that were similar and different, there are so many ways they say opposites attract and I see it with every relationship I have the opportunity to witness close hand like my sisters and my parents, you know, people that usually do well are similar in some ways, but very different in others. And so we have so many um, similarities and differences and I feel like they really balance each other out. So like with homeschool, he is better at history and literature and that kind of thing, whereas I'm better at like math and science. I don't love reading fiction. I don't even like movies that are fiction. I like documentaries. I like books that are about either someone or something, whereas Luke loves all of that. He loves fiction. He, he's very um, creative. Someone says, are there downsides to a large family? Could you talk about the advantages and disadvantages of a large family?" My answer to that is I am super blessed by having a large family. I don't feel like I could have really understood what it would be like having a large family until having one. I didn't anticipate how much the older ones would help out with and take care of with us the chores and the other kids. And it just be such a team effort that we all feel like we're in this together doing everything as a team. Seeing the way the older ones interact with the younger ones, appreciating all of the stages, that is something that I feel like the perspective of having a large family, I'm able to now, when I have a newborn, just feel almost like a grandma, like this child cannot do wrong because I know how fast it is. I have the perspective of just like how fast newborn stage, toddler stage, being in this constant season of nursing and then not being in the season of nursing and kids keeping you up all night and then not to see how fast that all goes and how fleeting it all is. I feel like there's so much perspective there because I've done this so many times with so many different children. So I don't know, I, I only see blessings in it. But that of course is because, um, They're my children, and your love only expands and grows with each one. I just love the constant changing environment with a large family. There's always a new season, a new child, a new developmental milestone, and we get to, Luke and I just get to appreciate it and uh, see it together, and it's just, yeah, only blessings. How do you teach your children to be helpful? it's a process but it's kind of just what has to happen. There is no way that Luke and I could do everything for this number of children and I don't you know obviously I don't think that we should do everything for everybody and so it just kind of it happens because it has to happen. So we all like we cannot make it work without working as a team. Now, obviously those uh, skills and habits come over time. So there's some kids that it was super easy with and, you know, you don't even have to even follow up. You just ask them to do something and you can expect that it's done. There's some that you need to follow behind and check on, but over time they are able to do it themselves and be actual help. Some you have to be more consistent with and persistent than others, but I think it's just that, just consistency and having that expectation that, you know, you'll, you'll help and you'll be able to do it. What are your thoughts and feelings on five boys? I never expected it. I grew up with three sisters and then I had two daughters. My sister had a daughter. It was just all girls all the time and then she had four boys. I had five all in a row and so I'm just shocked by it just about every day but I love it. I mean, I don't remember what toddler girl is like, but I can tell you that toddler boy is so adorable. I think all toddlers are just adorable. I love two-year-olds so much. They're so funny and little two-year-old boys in their little overalls and learning to talk, it's just the cutest thing ever. Can you describe any breastfeeding issues you've run into? I think I had a clogged duct with my first child at one point and that was just like warm rags and massaging it out. I've had mastitis, I wasn't diagnosed with it, but I've just self diagnosed based on my symptoms once. And it was just like a really rough, I'd say day high fever and that went away. So I actually haven't really had any. Now I will say that we've had three tongue ties. All three have had to be revised and those were my last three kids. Don't know why, first four, no tongue ties. Benjamin, Benjamin oh my gosh, that's my nephew. Theodore, Daniel, and Micah, so many boys, they all needed their tongue ties revised, and so we definitely had quite a bit of pain the first couple weeks until that was revised, and I just kind of bared it. um I just dealt with it, but it was extremely painful, and then it was totally fine, smooth sailing after that. That's always my advice to moms is if it's really rough in the beginning, just keep going because. It can be pretty rough the first couple weeks. And then at some point it just becomes very easy. It, you know, you don't have to deal with bottles. It's always right there. I don't, I love breastfeeding. I don't know what I would do without it because I'm such an unprepared person. I never am packing the right things in the diaper bag. I usually just grab a couple diapers and go. And that definitely fits in with that. Is the Breville espresso maker worth it? In a word, yes. Christmas gifts for kids ideas. All right, I'm moving a little closer. Luke has big ideas this year. I don't think anybody's in here. He got frisbee golf nets. So we're doing like all outside theme. Last year we did tetherball, line, trampoline. Actually last couple years, those weren't all the same year. Big swing on the uh, front tree. We're also going to do a climbing wall. We, I mean, I, I hope we get this done by Christmas. The big plan is to redo the top floor the loft of the barn we're working on it currently we have somebody helping us working on it he's probably out there right now getting it all safe because some of the old boards are rotting and so it's a little bit dangerous they could fall through getting that all safe we're gonna put a rock climbing wall up there he's hoping to put like a whole ninja warrior course but that won't all happen by christmas so that is the kind of things he has a whole oh i was gonna say he has a list in his phone i have his phone soccer goals I think he has these by each different child so I don't know if I can make sense of all this but I know it was a lot of outside stuff because our goal is to keep the kids outside as much as possible and in the winter that's even harder because they need you know incentive to be out there in the cold obviously they have clothes to bundle up and we have coveralls and all of that. But they, they if there's something fun, they'll stay out all day long. I mean, not all day because we do homeschool, but in the afternoon, all afternoon till it's dark, the goal is to be outside. And so we do, yeah, things like that. So we already got the Frisbee golf nets and then we're working on the rock climbing wall in the barn. He had other things and I can't remember what it was. I think we're gonna get one of the kids a um, gymnastics bar. We already have the beam and we have an air track thing. So it blows up and they tumble on it. They've already been using that a ton. So there's some good ideas. Athletic things, outside things. Okay, how do you juggle everything? Are you scheduled or laid back? So I'm laid back in a sense that if things go slightly different, I'm typically okay with that. I'm not like super militant with anything. But we do have quite a little schedule that has evolved over time. It changes with the seasons. I'm pretty scheduled and not laid back with my business. So I have posting dates and whole schedule laid out for the next month at least of what blog posts are going up, what YouTube videos are going up, super laid back with the podcast obviously, but all of that content is very scheduled out. So certain parts of my life I am, but then I can be laid back too. Like if I know We're taking off on Friday, which we take off most Fridays. We get together with other homeschoolers. I'm not worried about my business, I'm not worried about it on Saturday or Sunday. But on the days where we have our usual schedule, Monday through Thursday, I don't like to mess with that. So sometimes friends will be like, hey, let's meet up at the park at 11. I probably wouldn't do that because I need to get home in order to get lunch and then do our afternoon nap, which is the only time I get to work. This is currently where we are right now. About one to three is my primary working slot each day. And Monday through Thursday, I pretty much won't miss it for anything. Now I would miss it for maybe something really huge, but just for like a play date, I wouldn't do that because I can do that on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And that's what we do or in different margins. So. In the evening, I'll do anything, just that one to three I'm very protective of. And then also our homeschool time, we're very protective of that. And so most the day, like eight to three, during the day, Monday through Thursday, I'm pretty into our whole schedule. Do you have outside help with your kids in order to do all you do? Other than Luke, pretty much no. He doesn't really count as outside help because he's their dad. And so we're a team. My sister comes once a week for cleaning my house. So that's something we hire for. We clean constantly, don't get me wrong. We tidy and we sweep and we, we even clean bathrooms and everything. It's just that once a week, it all gets like an official cleaning products clean, which I felt like we were majorly not able to keep up with. And then she stays and watches the kids while we go on a date night. We've been doing that for a really long time. We used to have a different cleaning person and then she ended up wanting to pursue something else. My sister ended up quitting her job to pursue her farm. And so she just wanted a little bit of extra income. And so that's when we transitioned to her doing the cleaning also. She's been doing the date night for years. Here's a sourdough question. How do you refresh your starter when it starts to not perform as well? I've never had to. I mean, sometimes if it's starting to smell really sour, I will just use it all up down to a tiny amount. So I'll make pizza crust or uh, waffles and then just add a whole bunch of flour and water and that perks it right back up. I never discard. I mean, I started my starter 11 years ago, so I've never discarded except for when first starting it. And I just will make something large that takes a lot of starter, like waffles, like pizza crust, um, if it's getting to the point where there's a whole bunch of starter and it needs to be livened up a bit. Alright, let's go back to the very beginning and see what people asked. Maybe I could even do a part two. These are just so easy to do and so until I get back in my planning phase of this, which I will get back in the swing of, these are really nice. What do you let go as far as chores, school, cooking? I can't get it all done. So what we let go is the house being perfectly tidy. I'm peeking beyond my bedroom here to the living room where there's blocks all over the floor. There are pillows just everywhere. They're not nicely on the couch. Um, There's clothes on my bed. I mean, those were just because of the video today, but I'll clean those up. But like little messes like blocks and pillows, That used to be like something I would clean up quickly every time the kids played with it so I could have this perfectly tidy house. I don't worry about that anymore. I mean, cleanliness is important, but tidy, you know, that's something that I'm able to let go. Like our van today, I just cleaned it for the first time in who knows, and so there were shoes and socks and books and all kinds of stuff in there. And that has not been bothering me. Now, today it was finally like enough is enough and I'm gonna clean it up just the other day with my son's room enough was enough and I did a mom clean but I'm able to largely let that go. So I used to spend probably a good hour a day making sure everything was perfect and now it's just one of those when it gets to the point where it's not okay, hey everybody go out to the van, grab all the shoes, grab all the socks, let's get this back in order. It's not something that I regularly spend time on As far as food, really simple meals most of the time. Now I create content for YouTube and so I'm giving people inspiration and so I'll show you how to make gnocchi and sourdough bread and I love making those things. I actually just made gnocchi yesterday. But if we're having a busy day, it is just something so simple like a roast with carrots in the Instant Pot or a whole chicken and sweet potatoes in the oven. I'm not gonna spend time stretching and folding bread, making gnocchi. When I have a little extra time, that's like my top favorite hobby. I love cooking. But if the day is super busy, scrambled eggs for dinner. Um, I'm cool with letting that go. And again, remember the fact that I have helpers. My older kids can put away all the laundry. They can make dinner from start to finish. They can completely clean the kitchen, swept everything, wipe the counters, dishes while I'm putting the little boys to bed. And so I can't really stress how much that has changed my life. Back whenever I had three small kids, I felt the exact same way. I'm like, I don't know how people get all of this work done. And now I'm like, well, it's really not that hard. <laughs> but it was, it was hard for me. And also I think I've gotten a lot better at letting certain things go that I used to not. Okay, somebody says, your birth story. I already shared that a couple podcast episodes back. I went into great detail on that. Oof. I would love to hear about how your blogging and YouTube career has evolved over time. Oh, that's a long story. Um, I think I should probably share that one separately. I'm gonna make a note on my computer here shortly on that one. Actually, I'll probably make a note on a few of these that deserve their own episode. All right, this is probably the most number one question I get. How do you make one on one time with older kids as your family grows? And does it matter? I feel like that's something that we stress about as modern moms that past generations that just didn't have to worry about. I mean, we're we are together as a family constantly. And I don't necessarily feel like anybody feels like they're missing out by not constantly every day getting one-on-one time. I don't know if it's something to worry about or not worry about. I can tell you that I'm personally not worried about it, but it says somewhere in Proverbs that a wise woman sees the way of her household. Gosh, what is that scripture? She just, she keeps a watch on her household. Let me look that up. Okay, here we go. It's... Thirty-one twenty-seven. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. So how I think about that is be aware of what your kid needs. So some children need more and there are times whenever you might sense that if you are carefully watching your household and what is going on in it. So you're, you're watching over the affairs of your household. Be there, be present, know what each child needs. If there ends up being a need, like somebody needs some special one-on-one time, be aware of that and provide them with that. But I wouldn't worry if that need doesn't present itself. So like recently, my daughter really wanted a special birthday party. Um, she just turned 11. My other daughter is turning 13 next month. And I've never really been one to do these huge birthday parties, but she was just really excited about it. And I felt like this is something I wanna give her. Let me get the baby. And so that was a time where I felt like she wanted something special just for her. And we did it. We did a little tea party at a local tea restaurant. She invited her friends. We ordered the big charcuterie. I told her to make her own invitations because I'm not like Pinterest birthday party mom at all. So she made invitations on Canva, printed them out, brought them to her friends. We had about 10 girls. We did a uh, just a charcuterie and tea party. And that was something that I felt like I can give her. And I don't know, she seems like she really wants it or needs it. We have another son that we feel like he needs special attention. And so anytime we can, we will just go somewhere with just him. So Luke will say, I'm gonna take just this one child and go do a hike or whatever. My mom is taking that same one child to this special like cookie baking thing coming up. He just needs that, whereas some of mine don't. And so I don't worry about like, okay, every Monday I'm taking this child, you know, all through Sunday. And so there's like one child for each day. That would be way too much. It is not something I worry about, but it is something just to keep an eye on and see what your child personally needs. As homeschooling parents, I'm able to look on the affairs of my kids at all times. And so, okay, long way to say, I'm not personally all that worried about it. Okay, do you have a set chore schedule for the kids, for you, for Luke? Again, no, I am way more laid back than that. I'm not like a um, dry erase board type of person. Now that works great for some people, I'm not a chore chart person, but again, I expect all hands on deck. Whenever there's a disaster in the house, it's like, all right, everybody, you put away the blocks, you do the dishes. I start handing out chores, but it's not something that is on a chore chart. Okay, I feel like this is my theme. The theme of this episode is, no, I'm not super regimented, but um, we find a way to get it all done. (laughs) Because, okay, this question is, do you focus on meeting specific nutritional needs for your family? What about portions? not at all. I just make sure to most of the time cook from scratch. That's the extent. We don't follow any special diets. If we go to a friend's house and they're serving something that is like whatever or even us whenever you know people bring you like cookies or cake we got lots of food after having Theo, totally fine with that. But for the most part, cook from scratch. That is the extent. I think whenever the more kids you have, there's this hierarchy of priorities and worries and concerns. And they just like keep going up and up and up to where you only can worry about big things because there's so many things. And that is where I am now that I think I would have thought about that probably with one child, like, okay, is she getting protein? Is she getting this? And now it's just like, you're fed. (laughs) That's the extent. Okay. How quickly do you feel back to normal after baby? Really quickly and almost to a fault. I know that you're not supposed to, you're supposed to just, I I laid in bed for an entire week, but I'm always craving normal life. And so I I really do just try to go back to normal life pretty fast. Ooh. Okay. What do you do throughout the day to take care of you slash treat yourself? Um, My espresso time, I love. I've been having an espresso at 10 a.m., so I have my morning one, and then my afternoon one. I just, I don't even need the caffeine. I just love that special time where I have this warm, comforting drink, and it was starting to mess with my sleep, and so I moved it up to 10, and that works, and so my espresso time, I love that. And then also, I lay in bed at night, just Theo and me and Luke, and we'll watch a show, something like that. Okay, how do you find the time to breastfeed when the other kids need meals, attention, advice? I just kind of, obviously I'm nursing right now. I just kind of nurse, just, I don't know, on the go. I'll hold him with one hand and be reading to an, a child in another. I will nurse during dinner. I don't schedule it or anything. It's just whatever he cries, I just nurse him. And I don't know, I'll just nurse anytime, anywhere. Okay, in regards to your children, what overwhelms you? um, leaving the house. Always, always leaving the house is such an event. We have a hard time finding socks. We have a hard time finding shoes. Now that it's cold, we have a hard time finding coats. It's just very hard to leave the house. Usually, I'll get one of the older girls on one of the younger boys, the other older girl on the other younger boy, and then the middle boys, they usually have a hard time finding their stuff. So yeah, leaving the house is hard. All right, looks like I need to do a separate just like just baby one because there are so many on postpartum and wearing babies and co-sleeping. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do that. Just, just that. Okay, how do you entertain your young kids all day? I don't. I don't entertain them. Now, okay, whenever in the morning when Luke's doing homeschool with the older kids, I'll have the little boys... One thing that I do with them whenever I have the three and two and Theo is make them dough. So I'll make them some pie dough and let them roll it out and they just play with it for a while. That's one thing that really helps. They'll play blocks or they'll make pillow piles. They usually run around and entertain themselves. It's just a matter of how big of a mess do I want to clean up after the toddlers. Now, the older kids, of course, they can completely entertain themselves. And what we do is we give them tools for that. So like my oldest daughter, I just went yesterday to the fabric store, bought her a ton of fabric because she's been making these unicorns with them. She's been sewing unicorns. My third child also loves sewing. I bought him his own sewing machine. I get him supplies. My second child loves baking and cooking and so I'll usually get her stuff for that. She has like, decorating stuff and all of that. So providing them with the tools and supplies is my big tip for that. So I'll take one more for this general Q&A and then I think I'll write some of these down for a future one. Okay, last one I'll take. This is a farm question. How is the cow slash cows? Well, there's new news on the cow front. We now have, um, we've borrowed my friend Stephanie from Hopewell Heights bull, guapo. He's a Jersey bull. And so That has caused a whole new ripple in this routine, because we had this certain routine, and now we have to keep the bull away from the calf, but we still need the calf to nurse the mom, and so we've had to figure out, like, where should we put the bull and the cow and the calf so that the cow can get pregnant, but the calf doesn't because she's a female, and anyways, that's been a whole thing. But um, hopefully, with any luck, Guapo is doing his job, and in about nine months, june will have another calf so the way that this works if you're brand new to dairy every year you want the cow to have a calf so she stays freshened you stop milking her you dry her off about two months before she has the calf so it's 10 months on two months off calf every year is the general cycle we got a little bit behind on that so she will not be having a calf right at the year mark which will be june it'll be more like september october and then um, we'll probably dry her off around august which will be great because we could possibly go on a family vacation not have to worry about milking and then we'll just milk again from october through the following august year after year that is the plan and so we now have guapo so the first time we will have to deal with breeding our cow while she's in milk that's the challenge is that you could just bring over to your friend's farm that has a bull But we need to milk every day, so we can't go over to my friend's farm every day and milk. So we had to borrow the the bowl, it's a whole thing. And so we're learning as we go, but that's the current update on the cow. We just got guapo like three days ago. So we're hoping that all works out. All right, well, thank you so much for watching this first slightly scattered uh, episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast after Theo's born. Join me, I'm going to break these questions up. We'll talk business. I'm going to read all of the ones that are to do with business. We will talk homeschool and postpartum and baby in some future episodes. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.